from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Joe Quattrochi, and you know if I'm hosting, it means one of two things. Either we're talking about Run Disney or we're talking about DVC, and tonight we're going to talk about some DVC because I am a resort junkie. So tonight I am joined by three of our rotating Mickey Dude commentators. First of all, and he's going to unmute himself, our producer tonight, originally from New York City, now he calls Orlando, Florida home, Mr. Dave Koch. Dave, hello tonight. He did not unmute himself. He must be okay. So there you go. That's He's live podcasting. Zone. He's right in there. the zone. <laughs> All right. And the second voice you heard, uh, our South Floridian from Broward County, Florida, Mr. Michael Fernandez. Michael, what's going on, brother? How you doing? A tonight? big, a big welcome home to everybody on this uh, wonderful DVC night. And I am super stoked to be joined by my brother from Illinois. Uh, you, he's from the greater Chicago area. You know him as your favorite Disney Cicerone, Mr. Tim Schweska. Tim, what's going on tonight? How you doing, brother? Uh, the Blackhawks aren't horrible. Baseball is going. Life is good. And every day we're getting closer to uh, summer solstice, which is good, right? The days are getting longer. Every day, it's a little bit longer. A little more sunlight out there. So uh, yeah, that's all. Face is much here anymore. I'll tell you what, though, I'm coming to you guys live from the Commonwealth of Virginia. I had to come back up north for work for a little bit, and it was 32 degrees and I got the plane. So uh, I do take living in central Florida for granted because it it really stinks being back up here, like just feeling that cold. And I know, Tim, for you and for Chuckles and everybody else who live in the great white north, it's that's nothing. But I haven't had that in a really long time. <laughs> so that was uh, that was kind of that's early spring. <laughs> I know. Everybody was busting my chops. They're like, oh, man, the sun's out today. It's great. I was like, man, it's still cold. I'm like, I'm not prepared for this. So, But uh, all right. So for tonight's show, enough about the weather. Um, you know, We're going to talk DVC. We love having our friends from uh, DVC Resale Market, the DVC Rental Store, Monero Financial. We love having them on our show. Uh, so tonight uh, we have joining us uh, from DVC Resale Market, uh, Mr. Derek DeBoer. Derek. What's going on, brother? Thank you for coming back today uh, for another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, now. I'm fantastic. Thank you for, for having me on and being from Northwest Indiana for 40 years of my life. I uh, definitely feel your pain when it comes to feeling that 32-degree weather. No thanks. I'll stick I right think, here, Florida. <laughs> I think everybody... Listen, I, when I was connecting in Charlotte today, uh, the flights that were heading to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando were just packed. Like he, I was having trouble walking through a city. Everybody, it was connecting in, in uh, Charlotte was having the same idea of heading down to Florida, getting out of the cold weather. I know it's been a, a bad one. So, so somebody from Indiana, you definitely understand uh, what everybody from up north is going through. It's 32 so, degrees, man. That's like put on the short weather. That's go outside, roll the tops down, the windows down. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. those days. You don't even have to shovel. I mean, there's no, no lawn chair comes out on days like that. There's no <laughs> this. That's exactly. You whip out the grill on days like that for cramping. Oh, jeez. So true. It's on. You get the bulls on TV. Are you kidding? Hell yes. <laughs> I, I was born. I was born way too close to the equator. Uh, Seventy four. You gotta throw the sweatpants on, hoodie on, ready to go. Well, that's 
Funny you say that, Mike. I remember my grandparents lived in Dania, and uh, I remember going to visit them as a kid. If it got below like 65, man, the heat came on. It was crazy funny. I was just like, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, so it was always hot in our house when I was like wearing shorts because they had the heat on. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, as all those people in today, uh, and I saw today in the airport, we're heading down to Central Florida and Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit of Disney today, a little bit of uh, Central Florida sunshine, uh, happy places that we all wish we could be at right now. And uh, first of all, you know, full disclosure, we have uh, Derek on today and, uh, you know, him and all of his associates over at the DVC resale market, the world of Disney, uh, are a sponsor of our show. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring us. Uh, the world of Disney includes uh, such great companies as the DVC Resale Market, uh, which we've talked about numerous times on the show, the DVC Rental Store, and Monero Financial. And those are all great companies that if you guys are interested in renting DVC or uh, you know maybe adding on another contract or maybe purchasing your first contract as a as a you know buying after you know aftermarket not direct from Disney for your first time, and maybe if you're looking for some uh, you know financial help with that. Uh, the crew over at the world of Disney, they could help you out with uh, the world of DVC, excuse me, the world of Disney. I'm thinking uh, we're down in Disney spring, <laughs> the world of DVC. They could help you with all of that, all one-stop shop. That's what they do. Uh, they're all, a lot of them are former uh, DVC sales guides or work for the company. Uh, this is, this is what they, they are experts in is uh, dealing with the, you know, DVC and, and contracts and so forth. So yes. if you guys are in the market for that, check them out. Uh, the world of DVC you can Google that on Google or dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, or monerafinancial.com. Uh, Monera is spelled M-O-N-E-R-A. I'm having a hard time speaking tonight. <laughs> .com, and they will uh, they could take care of that you from there. Uh, tell them, uh, tell all the wonderful team members over there at the Mickey Dude set you, and they will take care of all of your DVC needs. And uh, they will make the process of either renting DVC or purchasing another contract as painless and enjoyable as possible because, you know, it's a big purchase, but, you know, if you're going to buy something as exciting as DVC, you want to make at least right. have the process be kind of fun, right? I mean, it's, you know, I know buying a house, it was, like, miserable. <laughs> DVC was pretty good. It was pretty easy to buy. So, uh, you know, they, they make the process fun and easy. So check them out over at DVC uh, Resale Market, DVC uh, Rental Store, and Monero Financial. Or you can call them over at one eight four four dvc pros That's one eight four four three two seven seven six seven and again tell them that mickey dude sent you so we have derek on tonight uh you know so we're gonna be talking a little dvc a little resorts uh and you know we're gonna for tonight's show want to do something a little bit different uh, we try to vary the topics when we have our, our sponsors and guests on and so tonight uh i want to do a little game i came up with while i was on uh preparing for the show and while i was on the airplane the game's gonna be called thanks or no thanks um <laughs> well, we were gonna, and we're gonna ask uh, Derek and our fellow Mickey dudes on this uh, in this show tonight a question about a specific DVC resort, and if this is something that they like about the resort, they could say thank you, I'll take it. If it's something that they don't like, they'll say Mm-mm, no thanks, don't want it. And these are some things that came up with. There's some random things, you know, they're not really the most obvious things, but just maybe some things that everybody can think about if they're thinking about choosing to stay at a DVC resort, visit a DVC resort, or maybe even rent points at a DVC resort. Uh, and since Derek and the world of DVC, you know, they all, they rent out DVC points and they sell contracts, you know, having his expert opinion of what most guests or customers, you know, that they deal with on a daily basis are asking about. We'll see uh, how far 
off we are <laughs> to what everybody else is thinking or how close we are. Um, and it doesn't so, mean that I'm blinded by pixie dust. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. It's not that I'm going to say, I love that. And I love that too. I don't just like anything about that resort. Yeah, I Derek's going to give us the real, the real review. <laughs> Plenty of opinions, let me tell you. So very excited to play this game. That's the one thing that, you know, we like over here is, you know, we all love Disney, right? We're all right. fans. We, we do a podcast, you know, we, we, we go to Disney world, you know, uh, we watch Disney plus and all that good stuff. Uh, but the one thing is we want to give you guys some honest reviews or yeah. honest opinions about something. So listen, it ain't that good, you know, or I would maybe stay away from this or this is great. It's underrated. So I look forward to getting some honest, uh, honest reviews tonight, honest opinions. And, uh, We'll see where we go. But before we get started with that game, I want to go over just a few little quick uh, couple uh, DVC news topics that have kind of come out. We're recording this show around March uh, on March 2nd. So these kind of these uh, stories have come out within the last few days. And I get our our information from DVCnews.com. Uh, they're a great source over there. Both articles uh, that we're going to talk about real quick were written by Tim Krasniski. I'm sorry if I, Tim, if I pronounced uh, your name wrong. But uh, one of the articles that came out, I want to get your guys' opinion about this, is there's an exclusive lounge offer that's offered uh, in Hawaii, uh, in Honolulu, if you are a uh, if you're an Alani uh, member. So the Koalina Club Lounge, located on the first floor of the airport's main terminal, offers comfortable space for travelers to unwind before or after their flight when staying at select Koalina resorts. And if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Alani is in the Koalina section of Hawaii, or uh, of Oahu. Uh, the space uh, in the airport is open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, and it features uh, include complimentary Wi-Fi, charging stations, and beverages are available for purchase. Access is offered exclusively to guests at Alani, Marriott's Koalina Beach Club, the Four Seasons Resort Oahu, and uh, the Beach Villas at Koalina. And uh, it goes on to say that there are reservations are required, and the party size is currently limited to five. Uh, and that's probably because of space and also because of uh, all the COVID-19 uh Regulations going on, um, uh, you know, nationwide and in the state of Hawaii. So uh, I think this is a pretty cool thing that um, that Alani's been kind of paired up with a lot of these other resorts in that section. I think that uh, you know there may be people that have some sort of airline or airport status either through their credit cards or through uh, their airline programs. But if you don't, this may be something that if you could get a reservation for this and you get to the airport a little bit early, this could be something of a bonus. Uh, you know, they can make your stay waiting in the airport a little more, um, I guess, you know, bearable, right? What are your guys, uh, Derek, what's your first thoughts about, you know, this being, a, I guess, a perk uh, given to Alani guests? Yeah, which I think it's an amazing perk, just because I think if anything has been proven, it's that DVC members love to feel a little bit special and love to be treated a little bit, you know, maybe uh, out of the ordinary, a little extra special, because we're DVC members, right? So, you know, we're staying in the best accommodations you possibly can. We're using our points. You're going to Hawaii. It ain't going to be a one, two hour flight like it is for a lot of people, even going to Walt Disney World. So I think you're on a long, long plane ride. So I think that ability to have, you know, a little bit of time before, a little bit of time after. I mean, again, members love lounges. So, so this is not a quote unquote per se a dvc lounge per se it's just had tied in if you're any resort guest that's going to be staying at alani but i think it's an absolute slam dunk i love it tim what are your uh what are your thoughts about a little extra love for our alani guests out in hawaii uh quite honestly 
<laughs> you, as far as I'm concerned, if you're uh, if you're going to spend that kind of change going out there and, and you're going to, you know, take the flight out there, you might as well give them a little extra love. I mean, it's, I mean, yes, it's Hawaii. It's it's a great you know tourist destination, obviously, but, but I mean, all, all of us, all of us like traveling. All of us are pretty experienced travelers. Uh, you know, there, there's not everybody is, and sometimes that little extra incentive, sometimes that little extra, little bit of comfort, can maybe push somebody in that direction. It might. Uh, you, so you, what really surprises me, especially being in sales my entire life, and I'm Derek. I'm sure you can relate to this. Uh, it's sometimes the smallest and most inconsequential things that will tip somebody in the direction mm-hmm. of saying instead of no. 100%. And you know, sometimes it's just like I mean, well, perfect example: Disney, uh, not. They've, they've kind of rested a little bit on their laurels a lot uh, lately, but uh, Disney, I mean, Disney always plus. Disney was always plussing, that little extra magic. I mean, that's that's what that's what originally set Disney apart from a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, you know what? All the, all the love in the world for uh, for this little extra bit of uh, comfort for uh, the Alani travelers. I think it's awesome. Mike, you want to finish up with that? What are your thoughts? Uh, have you been to Alani, Mike? I know you're a DVC member. Yeah, yeah. We we took a Alani honeymoon, and let me tell you, after uh, seven days of getting burnt in the sun, a couple, uh, you know, an hour before my flight would be a nice little relax in a lounge of some sort. That'd be nice. <laughs> grab a grab a, a, a drink to go to drown my sorrows that I'm leaving Alani. Uh, so I love Alani. Aloe vera for your whole yeah. Life. Yeah, where's my compliments? I guess I might have grown. I might have grown up in South Florida. I might be Cuban American, but I burn. I burn like a, like a toaster strudel out there. So, um, no, it's really cool. And uh, I don't, I could be a hundred percent wrong on this, but uh, we know like Disney likes to test waters with other people, right? They did this with the Big Red Boat, and then you get Disney Cruise Line, and then uh, you know Disney Plus and Hulu. They they test things out. Uh, we see like in the future maybe Disney airport lounges coming to let's say MCO or um, LAX maybe like maybe this is a testing ground who knows oh, that's you a never... really interesting point never even thought about that <laughs> I don't know if it exists because I don't I don't I mean I flew I flew to LAX to go to Disneyland but I it could be a testing ground who knows now Derek now if if Let's take Mike's point for that. I never even thought about this. If that's something that Disney was actually possibly thinking about, even putting some sort of lounge. I know in Orlando, um, I don't know if the new Terminal C is all international, if it's going to be mixed. I'm not quite sure how it's going to be divided, but Orlando's you know, a large airport. If, you know, yes, they got rid of Magical Express, but if there was some sort of dedicated lounge in, in MCO for like DVC members, yeah. do you think that would be... Do you think in your experience, like with DVC resale, like would that be something that like would be a huge selling point to somebody like buying? You know what I'm saying? Like to becoming like a DVC member or even buying direct. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I they're constantly because again, I, I was lucky enough to work there for you know over over 20 years. So we always like to tell folks that all of us that work here, we know all sides of the fence. So we know everything that happens on the direct side too. And they're absolutely always trying to think of ways. How can I get people to buy direct? 
right? Because it's not just the simple matter of points or points, right? Any member uses the same point chart. So if I bought resale, if I bought direct for $200 a point, or if I bought resale for 100 bucks a point, when I'm looking at a Vero Beach point chart or a Beach Club or a Bay Lake Tower, it, it doesn't make a difference where I bought it from. It's just I saved a ton of money. What could make a difference and sway it, you know, in terms of what would I do if I was a vacation club guide? Yeah, Joe. I'm, I mean, if I had that to say, now, folks, when you buy direct from us, you have a little blue member card. Now, all you do, you show up because it's so-and-so at the Orlando airport. Just whip out your member card and you can go in and get your, you know, complimentary bag of Cheetos or whatever it is. Anything like that would be a huge, huge plus. So, again, the only difficulty in it is... Every perk that you have when you buy direct, it's actually in the last page of the contract you sign, says that all perks can be removed at any time Disney chooses. So never buy DVC direct because I'm buying it because I love that perk at the airport. That is such a huge one because it could, who knows if they ever do it, it could go away in a year or two. I mean, when I bought 20 years ago, I had free valet parking. That was the greatest thing in the world to go to all these DVC resorts and valet park your car for free. And then one year they took away that little perk. But I think for them to have a meeting to try to discuss what are more ways that we could tell people what they get when they buy direct outside of just using points, uh, that's a that's a huge, huge thing for that. Huge. Yeah, that would be definitely be an interesting uh, if, if they went that route. I'm sure with this Alani Lounge, I'm sure it's some sort of like, I guess I'm equating it to like a, like a homeowners association. I'm sure that that Coalina yeah. area, there's probably like a, a, a cooperation between all those resorts and they're probably like all sharing the cost of that together. And those are obviously high end resorts, you know, Four Seasons and the Marriott, all that stuff. Right. So I'm sure that's where that's, it's not just DVC paying for that. Nope. It's also, yeah, they're sharing the cost on that one. And, so, for, those, um, and for those that know, like Alani, oh, if there's a monkey pot in that lounge, oh, it's over. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> so I don't so think I'll ever go to Alani. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And we'll just shift. I got one more, one more little story here before I get into our game. I'll just go through it real quick. Is uh, yeah. my beloved Saratoga Springs? The refurbs uh, are heading in the right direction, <laughs> even though there's all kinds of other drama going on with Saratoga Springs, but. Uh, uh, our friend uh, Florence Porter, shout out to Florence. She loves our show. I always give her a shout out whenever I can. She just stayed there. I was there a little bit ago uh, in January. The uh, renovations for that resort, I know they've been ongoing for a long time. Uh, they're currently working on the grandstand sections of Saratoga Springs, uh, which is kind of like one of the more popular areas of the resort. Uh, and it's located uh, close to the Carriage House and the High Rock Springs and the Census Spa and L the LBV Golf Course and so on. So, um, you know, so they're kind of working on that right now. Um, yeah, and so they're making progress on that. So I was happy to see uh, Saratoga was kind of moving along, and they're expecting uh, they're expecting the room uh, to be the room refurbishment progress to be completed by the summer of the uh, summer of 2021, barring any more setbacks. Uh, the other thing is they're still working on that. I think there's one of those bridges that crosses uh, from the paddock pool to the carriage house uh, is under construction too. So I guess they're maybe doing some renovation on that. But all in all. My beloved Saratoga Springs uh, is getting its nice facelift. I've seen a lot of the reviews online. The, the rooms are great. Uh, they look beautiful. Kind of on par with a lot of the new refurbs. You know, very, very lighter in colors compared to what they originally had. But they look nice. Uh, and hopefully that will maybe bring a little more love to uh, a resort that I feel like is neglected a lot. That's kind of forgotten about a little bit, uh, which is Saratoga. But uh, Not as much as it used to be. It used to be really neglected. Before they did the whole Disney Springs makeover, oh yeah, it was it was crazy how neglected that resort was. Just it's not a, 
appreciate. It's very underrated, Derek. I mean, it's it's super. I still I still say I think its biggest its biggest drawback is the size of it. And if you just kind of like take a look at the resort map before you get there, you know, it's kind of like if you just kind of break it down. And if you don't need to go to the lobby for every little thing, it's not really a huge deal. Right. I mean, it's I mean that, that's the thing. So you just need to kind of take it for what it's worth and. Um, yeah, it's a little far away from everything, but it's no different than being at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, it's just it's in a different direction. Agreed. So. And you could book it like a week out and still get in. <laughs> I know it's a great thing. So I can always find a room at my home resort. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are kind of a uh, couple little stories I wanted to talk about. Just throw a little DVC news in there. Nothing crazy. We're not a hardcore Disney news site, but you know, I kind of pulled up that stuff and I pulled up that website up that they were kind of uh, interesting stories so thanks to DVC uh, DVC News and uh, Tim Krasinski for those uh, articles uh, we greatly appreciate the work that they do over there and uh, so now to on to our game uh, so we're just going to start going through the resorts uh, I just picked kind of three uh, three or four different things about the resorts and uh, as we go through them just kind of say uh, thanks or no thanks if it's something that you like and if you like it tell us why if, if you don't tell us why you don't like it so uh, you know just something different you know to go through uh, the resorts and uh, so since we were just talking about my beloved Saratoga Springs we'll start there uh, <laughs> with, with Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa the first uh, thing that I want to talk about is uh, thanks or no thanks it's pro it means this is a ground ball this one but it's proximity to Disney Springs uh, Derek we'll start with you since you're our guest uh, thanks or no thanks on that one well yeah of course thanks I mean that's a that's a huge thing to be so close to Disney Springs and not only hopefully I'm not sure are, are the boats running? to disney springs now or or no they, they are not at least the, when i was there in january they were still not and the one walkway was closed if you right. wanted to walk there's two ways to walk if you if our listeners don't know you can walk around the front side which is kind of like on oh what's that road called it's the main road where the bus stops used to be um, yeah yeah or you could walk on the other side like through the golf course and enter the west side and you cannot enter through the golf course on the west side because of temperature checks so they make you go around the front side mm. and i think that's why the boats aren't running either because they don't of have course. temperature screening set up so but yeah location 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 that's why we sell more points at saratoga springs honestly than any other resort just size wise it's fantastic but once people even go to disney springs if maybe they've never been or if they do love it for them just to be able to go there and be so close to your resort is a fantastic way to head over for shopping or lunch or dinner and drinks at night and there's golf courses and so yeah it's fantastic yes thank you please all right timmy what do you got I uh, I love the proximity uh, to Disney Springs, and a lot of people complain about as far as the, the the spreading out. I like it because because it's spread out, it's quiet. I mean, for for a resort that size to be as quiet and serene as it is, I, I enjoy it. Uh, the rooms are top notch. We stayed in a, I believe it was a two bedroom suite, uh, and. I mean, just absolutely a gorgeous place. Love being able to wake up and make, you know, the, the full kitchen, make breakfast every morning, make coffee. I mean, really, I mean, if you don't really need to go to, like you said, you don't need to go to the lobby for every small thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. And one thing that I very much enjoyed is they had, uh, they have an on-site fitness center. Um, nothing, you know, nothing earth shattering or anything like that, but enough That's to get nice. in. Yeah, it is. It's very nice, and it's enough to get in a quick maintenance workout. You know, I mean, it's just just to just to keep the blood pumping, a little bit of active recovery, just something 
So you just you, you don't feel like you're uh, you know you're just stale. All right, Mike, you want to follow up with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, ever since uh, I started doing the show and I bought DVC, Joe has slowly turned me into uh, Saratoga Joe Jr. And <laughs> I, I we canceled a home resort trip uh, this coming June just to stay at Saratoga because, like, I, I love it. And uh, being close to Disney Springs opens up a lot of options, especially dining-wise, right? Like, uh, we just had Wine Bar George this last, like, two weeks ago. And that's probably one of my new favorite restaurants on property right now. So good. So good. That Chudasco is just insane. Um, get that. Get get a nice glass of wine. And then you can just stumble on back to your resort. Uh, I, that sucks about that that west side entrance closing down. Because I like... Uh, I'm a personal fan of the grandstand area. That's where I like to stay. And uh, I feel like you're close enough to the lobby where you can cut through the golf course. Uh, don't cut through when I'm playing because you'll get knocked in the head with a golf ball. But <laughs> um, but you can cut through like you know the cart path and you're you're in the lobby pretty fast. So I like the grandstand a lot and you can you're easily to that west that west side uh, entrance. Like it goes like ten minute walk if that. Well, speaking of the Lake Buena Vista Golf Club, uh, that's my second one on our list here, and I'll combine it with uh, I'll combine it with the third one. Uh, is the lake is uh, thanks or no thanks Lake Buena Vista golf course and census spot on property along with the theming and it being a quiet resort. It kind of all goes together. It's got that golf course spa kind of feel. It's one of the only resorts that really has that um, like that essentially that full country club kind of feel. And I know Tim, you just said that you like the, the theming and the, that it was quiet. Um, where do you guys thoughts about that? Derek, we'll start with you again. You know, Thanks or no thanks, having the golf course, a spa, and uh, the all-around quiet resort feel. Golf course, yes, to look at, uh, not to play because I don't play golf. Uh, the spa, yes. Uh, and the, in terms of quiet, I think that's probably the only thing that I would disagree. The only thing I don't like about Saratoga probably the most, and again, it's probably the same problem I have with Old Key West, is when I'm on vacation, I don't want to think of the real world even if I'm going for one night and I live 20 minutes away, I don't like all the traffic. I don't like all the cars. I don't like when even you're staying in different parts of the resort, you have to look and cross the street because there's cars coming by. If you're going to go to the pool, or if you're going to go get something to eat, you see cars in the parking lot. That's probably the only thing I'm not a fan of when it comes to Saratoga Springs is that feeling like you get with so many other resorts that you're in that you know complete Disney bubble. That if you don't want to see the real world, you really don't have to. So I'm not a fan of the cars and traffic all it's over kind of, the place. It's kind of like if you're staying at the Contemporary, even if you're in the, the, the Garden Wing or you're in the Tower, you're not seeing any traffic, really. You're just seeing maybe some buses go by in the front. That's about it. Right. You know, buses are fine because buses mean vacation. That's why I'm not a fan of the Contemporary Resort because I don't want to be, again, even if I'm 20 minutes away going for one or two nights, I don't want to see businessmen on a business trip. I don't want to see people with name tags on spending their expense account money. You know, that's why I don't like the Swan. I don't like the Dolphin. There's just too many people there on business. Um, so if I'm going, I just want to be completely immersed in the whole theming of it. So that's where I don't like the cars. So if you can get rid of the cars at Saratoga, that'd be great. Thanks. All right. Mike, we'll, we'll go with you next. Uh, what are your thoughts? Golf course, spa. Oh, um, so my one attempt to to play Lake Buena Vista uh, golf course 
uh, was actually like right when everything opened up for the pandemic and I got rained out. Um, and I have yet to play like Buena Vista Golf Course. But Census Spa, my wife loves Census Spa. Uh, I think it's great amenities to have on there. And I had a, a room on the first floor overlooking, I think it was a, uh, it was a tea box. So I got to just watch people golf and just sitting there drinking my whiskey and being like, I should be golfing. It's, I love it. I love the fact that it's there and it's an option that you have. It's part of, like, I, I've never played, I've only played golf once on vacation. Uh, and that was when I went camping. Uh, and I played uh, over at the Magnolia. And I think the Disney golf courses are immaculate. So I think it's a great option. Now, Tim, now, Tim I know you were a, a huge golfer. Uh, so what's your, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, if uh, the LBV golf course and the spa make for a, uh make for something you like at Saratoga or don't like. No, it's, right. uh, as, far as, as far as golf, I mean, I, <laughs> the last time I played golf, I'm pretty sure, uh, I think, I think W was in his first hundred days in office. Uh, so that really doesn't matter as far as the spa forcing people to touch me, uh, is a violation of the G- uh, Geneva convention. So that's out. <laughs> um, Really, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, just all joking aside, I just really enjoy Saratoga for the theming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy it because I think it's a well-done, it's, it's a well-done resort. I think it's nice. And the restaurants also are very, you know, the restaurants are good. You have a great cigar selection uh, right there at the, uh, the gift shop. And you're talking about, I mean, probably one of the, at least I would consider one of the better food courts on Disney property. So I, um, for the I mean, big, big surprise, theming uh, because big surprise nerd, and uh, so, so that's me. As far as the golf in the spa, nah, I can take it or leave it. All right, so we'll move on from uh, Saratoga Springs to its, uh, I guess, older brother, uh, Old Key West, uh, which is just down the Sasagula River. And uh, so for Old Key West, guys, thanks or no thanks, uh, Derek, we'll start with you. Uh, Old Key West is known for its larger rooms because it was the original Disney Vacation Club Resort back in the day, back in uh, the early early 90s, I believe it was, or mid-90s. 1991. Um, yeah, in 1991. So uh, thanks or no thanks to the larger rooms in Old Key West. <laughs> who's gonna, I would just like to know who's going to say no thanks to a larger room that uses less points is kind of crazy. That that resort uses uh, 20% less points than any other DVC resort, and the rooms are over 20% bigger than any other resort. And I can tell you, there are members that bought at Old Key West that maybe stay at the new resort whenever it opens over the last 25, 30 years. They'll try it once, and their next trip, they go right back to Old Key West. So absolutely take big giant rooms that are so big if you've never stayed in even a one bedroom at at old key west it has like a hallway in it it's so big and they've just redone the rooms they're fantastic their patios are gigantic their balconies and patios are huge they've got full giant tables outside with multiple like four chairs so none of those tiny little patios with the chairs that you can barely fit your body in it's absolutely a yes take it love it all right. Mike, what do you got? Larger rooms. You like them? Thanks or no oh. thanks? Oh, I like them. I, I've stayed in those. Those are, those are extreme. The, the double bed 
having two beds is awesome. Um, especially like when we want to take like, you know, let's we take our in-laws or we take my parents or uh, I take my brother. Uh, it, it really helps us out just to stay at OQS, larger room. Everybody has their little space and uh, it's got a nice little kitchenette set up. Uh, it's fantastic. I love the rooms. All right, Tim. Absolutely. Absolutely take. Uh, get all that room uh, spread out, sprawl out, and uh, in words of good old uh, Ernest Hemingway, write drunk, edit sober, and you can do it well <laughs> if you want. So. Well, speaking of getting drunk, uh, everybody goes on vacation, right? All those people I saw in the airport wanted to head to somewhere tropical, somewhere where there's some palm trees. And I know for me, uh, a New Jersey and now living in Florida most of the time, uh, one of my favorite things in the world are palm trees. And I love palm trees and pastel colors. I guess that's why I love Miami Vice so much. But so go uh, going with the uh, tropical theme, the Key West theme of Old Key West Thanks or no thanks. Now, I know a lot of people say you can get palm trees in Key West theme anywhere. You can get it in a real Key West in Flo- down, down in South Florida. You can get palm trees anywhere in Florida. But is this something that you like while you're under Disney vacation? So thanks or no thanks, Derek, to the tropical theming of the Old Key West Resort. But yeah, you got to enjoy the tropical theme. You're going to a place called Old Key West. So you want it to look like Old Key West. So the building designs are great. Um, golf course views almost everywhere you go looks fantastic it's it's like its own little private oasis in the middle of it. and it's really close it's pretty centrally located as you guys know to you know to epcot and to really a lot of the parks so i, I think for them to have this little bubble of a little tropical o- oasis with the golf course again it's not full-on as tropical as say the polynesian per se but yeah it's definitely looks looks fantastic so of course you got to take it all right mike what do you got um, growing up, going down south to like Key Largo and Marathon Key um, on long weekends, it reminds me of that. But like, if those places never got ran down, because um, that's what those places <laughs> are—they're all like ran down, and you know, it's you know, old, old people, you know, talking about how like, oh, you're too, you're too loud out there, young man. Um, uh, well, thank you for insulting out. our elderly audience here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'm Floridian. So it's what we do. Um, no, but it, it's 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 like that going down to Key Largo and Marathon Key and going into those communities, but seeing it when it was open and brand new and how it was supposed to look. So I do like I love the I love the, the theming. So Tim, does this suit your uh, your Illinois flair or what? Is this uh, something that you know you uh, what's your whistles? They like to say. <laughs> well, the last trip that I made, we left Illinois and the temperature was zero. So the first thing I did when landing in Orlando International, I made it a point as soon as I was heading out to grab our rental. The first thing I wanted to see was a palm tree to remind me that nature still existed and everything wasn't killed by the cold. So, yes, absolutely 100,000% yes to the tropical theming. The first thing I look for are pastel color. You can, I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, you, you have like waffle houses and, you know, Dollar Generals and 
crappy souvenir shops down there that are pastel colors that still make me smile because it's they're they're at least brightly pastel colored. It's it doesn't remind me of the crushing death that awaits me at home. So absolutely, I mean, it, it's it's such it's such a contrast from lake effect snow and sub zero temperatures and again, you know you the fear of frostbite when you take the trash out. I mean, so yes, I absolutely, absolutely. I love, love Key West. And I definitely love the, uh, the gurgling suitcase. It's probably one of our, our Jen and I's favorite lounges to go grab a drink. We walk across the street, watch, uh, everybody, uh, head up. I think it's hole number four, or number five, you know, watch them hit their approach shots. It's always, uh, it's always a, a good time to have a drink there and just relax. And even though, like I said, even though you know, I kind of live, you know, live in Florida most of the year, it's still nice to be really engulfed with the, you know, that that tropical feel. And um, that lobby smell. And oh, I'll, I'll bring an air. <laughs> yeah. So now, he, now heading down the street, though, we'll go from one extreme to the other to Disney Vacations Club's newest resort, Disney's Riviera Resort. And, uh, so one of the this was one of the most talked about things when this resort was kind of opening up. So thanks thanks or no thanks guys, uh, with looking at Riviera the Disney's Riviera Resort, the availability of the Tower Studio is that something that you know you say thanks or no thanks? It's that studio that is barely enough to fit two people. The bed comes down off the wall. It's like a couch and then it turns into a bed. Uh, it's one of the most unique rooms on property. Uh, limited at Riviera, but uh, thanks or no thanks to uh, these type of rooms at Disney's Riviera Resort. Derek, we'll start with you, as always. But no thanks. No thanks for me. Just because I think they're way, 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 A, overpriced, even if you're not a member and you want to pay cash for them. Uh, and B, I think they're way overpriced, even using points. And I think they're already seeing a big issue when it comes to availability. Because as a vacation club guide, when you're talking and taking people on a tour, say, at Riviera, right, you just want people to buy, right? So you just want them to feel like, okay, I can buy this. So they play up those tower studios quite a bit. And they are really, really difficult to get, even at that 11-month mark. So for me, just in terms of them being high in points, being them hard to get, it's a big hard pass for me. All right, Tim, what are your thoughts on the... uh... On the tower studios, is that something that you guys would be interested in, or would it? Uh, it, it reminds me exactly of the French Riviera. Way overpriced, way overrated, <laughs> and way better place. To get. So, <clears throat> all right, <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts on the tower studios? What's what's the cost per point? Like what? what what's the point value on that? Like ten? No. I think they're more than that. Hold on. I can probably let me check for you um, and see just because they're not. And again, when they're talking to folks, too, about like, well, listen, so if you buy a 100 point package, you could stay, you know, and they're going to play up that early September time frame. Right. Which is nine points a night on a Sunday through a Thursday. But in the majority of travel periods and travel period five and six, you're talking between 17 and 21 points per night to stay in a tower studio. Yeah, uh, Joe. Um... I'm going to stay next to you at Saratoga because <laughs> um, if I want to pull down my bed every night, I'll just stay at Fort Wilderness like I do once a year anyways. I tried to pull up a, a, a points chart very quickly, and I got a I got a price chart instead. So, How uh, much are they? 
well, if you're going, they break it down you know, by the seasons. So right. if you're if you're looking, uh, let's see, uh, let's try. Let's, <laughs> so like the lowest would be anywhere from three forty two to three seventy seven a Ouch. night, and then the highest they go up to it looks like around the highest I see is five seventy two. It's around Christmas and New Year's. That's a lot, and they're I mean, small. They're yeah, small. Yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. step foot in them, I highly recommend you step foot in them. Because I'm six foot four, and it, I look like a clown in a clown car being in that room. My my wife's like, no way are we ever going to be able to get one of these rooms. Yeah, for <laughs> Sunday to Monday, March 21st. I don't know why that just came up. March 21st of uh, 2021. For Monday, March 22nd, it's 18 points for the Tower Studio. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a two-for-one if you're going to stay like Old Key West or Saratoga or even a, a lesser room at like Boardwalk Villas. So. Right. Um, but that's – and like Derek said, it's one of the bigger selling points that they were, they were pushing the Tower Studios and, you know. But one of the other things that they were pushing as well is – and I've kind of flip-flop on this a little bit. And this may seem like it's a, a gimme, but I think you'll you'll find varying opinions on it. The use of the Skyliner and, and the location being next to Caribbean Beach – um, is that something, thanks or no thanks, with the Skyliner and its location uh, to the Skyliner and also to Caribbean Beach? Do you have any use for Caribbean Beach if you were to stay there? Derek, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? No, I, I don't have use for Caribbean Beach even if I'm staying at, at <laughs> Caribbean Beach. Um, so I'm going to take a hard, um, a hard like or a hard yes, I guess you'd say, on the Skyliner. I think it's great. I think like a ton of people kind of thought at first, it's like, I don't know if I like it. I don't know what it's going to do to the atmosphere of seeing these things floating all over. I was just driving to the boardwalk because I had to drop something off the other day. And just to see all the Skyliners in action and moving around that area, I just think it's a fantastic mode of travel that I think if they could add a Skyliner in some way, shape, or form over to Animal Kingdom, I'd take a big sting out of folks that you know don't want to be so far removed staying at Animal Kingdom. Uh, but in terms of location, not a fan of the location. I, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, I I just like to be in that bubble. I don't want to look out my window and see I four. I don't want to see it. You know, I just want to be able to look look out my window, whether I'm at the Polynesian or the Beach Club or the Boardwalk or even Old Key West and look at a golf course. That the location doesn't do much for me, so I'm going to take a hard pass on the location. All right, Tim, what are your thoughts, Skyliner? Love, love, uh, love the Skyliner, and it's the best way to see the Riviera as you're leaving uh, Hollywood Studios and on the way to the International Gateway uh, while you're switching uh, death buckets. It, you look over and say, <laughs> oh, Riviera, and you get on there and you leave. So, yeah, uh, I like it for that. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've used the, the, the Skyliner because my, my brother actually stayed at Pop Century, so we used it for practical uses, and I can imagine just staying at Riviera and looking at that very bland lobby and very bland courtyard and being like, I should have just stayed at Art of Animation with my brother. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and then riding the Skyliner. But no, the Skyliner is one of the most useful tools of transportation. I think it's... I, will, I think to, from Epcot to its furthest destination, which I think it's uh, Art of Animation took us like maybe like seven minutes, if that. So like it's it's extremely useful. Yeah, yeah I kind of flip flopped on the Skyliner. I was pretty 
anti-Skyliner in the beginning. I'm very pro-team Monorail, and uh, I know that the Monorail is never going to come back. It's too expensive to build. Um, but I am for alternate modes of transportation, and a couple of times I've rode it, I haven't had any issues. So um, as long as I don't clear out any more forest to put any more things in, as long as I keep replanting the trees, because I don't want to ruin the... Like Derek's talking about the bubble. They keep knocking down trees. Like, you got to replant <laughs> that stuff, you know? But, uh, but what Derek was saying, though, is that if you could build the Skyliner heading out to Animal Kingdom Lodge, that's where we're going to head next, oh. is at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And oh. uh, thanks or no thanks, um, the, uh, when looking at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, concierge rooms, the concierge level for DVC. Thanks or no thanks, Derek, with that. Is that a selling point for you or no? Yeah, that's a big selling point. So that's a hard yes. If you're lucky enough to get one and you own an Animal Kingdom and you get online and book the second that you can, because there are not many of those rooms whatsoever. So we tell people all the time, we're like, listen, one of the best reasons to own Animal Kingdom is basically two reasons. A, the concierge rooms where they put food out, right? There's little breakfast stuff. There's little, you know, kind of lunch hors d'oeuvres appetizers. There's there's beer and wine in the evening, complimentary that's out there, and the point usage is not bad at all. You're literally talking a couple extra points up from what it would be to get a Savannah view. Again, there's a huge, huge rush on those rooms, so that's why a big reason to buy at Animal Kingdom is if it's important for you to try to get one of those and cross your fingers and cross your toes. And then they also have um, value rooms too, which are great. So value rooms are fantastic, but again, limited. So yes, a hard yes on the concierge rooms. They're amazing. Once you do them once, and if you stay in a regular room, you're going to walk around at like four or five o'clock saying, where's all that complimentary beer and wine that I had from the last trip? <laughs> Mike, uh, what are your thoughts? Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, concierge rooms being available. I mean, for me, it's not a selling point. It's more of a buying point because anytime I get add-on-itis and I get my alerts from my app that tells me that uh, some resale stuff has hit the market, <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I should buy some Animal Kingdom Lodge points because I've been dying to stay concierge. Like, that's like the one, the one room level that I really want to stay at. Uh, we're going to try to do it for my birthday coming up. But I, I, I know that's going to be a... Uh, that's going to be a have to be a before kids kind of trip with all that free beer, wine, and zebra domes. <laughs> I'm going to look like a zebra dome after that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm all in for concierge. I, I, I definitely want to. I, I really want to stay there. All right, Tim. Well, here's what you might call my anti Riviera, because I would sleep in the Animal Kingdom parking lot crying out loud <laughs> uh, I absolutely that resort uh, it's to me it is the best it's it's the the best themed it has the best restaurants it has the best pool it has the best pool it's got the best uh shop uh, it's and honestly especially when i have the attention span of a gnat on vacation uh being able to walk by every window and see every waking animal known to man uh i I absolutely love it. And I mean, the concierge, all that is like, it's, it's awesome. That's great. It's just, it's just gravy on top of a glorious pile of mashed potatoes. I mean, I, I absolutely love, uh, the animal kingdom lodge and I, I consider it to be, I, I consider it to be one of the crown jewels of, uh, of Disney. So absolutely. 
Yes, yes. Now, I, th- I think one of the things that makes it a crown jewel is what's going to be number two on our list here. And for Jen and I, believe it or not, this was not. We would actually say no thanks to this. We, When we stayed there for a week, we really didn't. It was cool at first, but we really didn't take use of it after a while. But the availability of having a Savannah view room, believe it or not, I know there's going to be a lot of people yelling at their phones or their radios right now. But for me, if I was participating in this, I would say actually no thanks. Uh, I would not take a Savannah view room uh, for Animal Kingdom Lodge. Derek, does the Savannah room view rooms do it for you at Animal Kingdom Lodge? Thanks or no thanks? Thanks, yeah, because it's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So if I'm staying there, I want to be able to, again, that feeling when you first check in to Animal Kingdom, which I agree with everything that everybody said to me, it is the quintessential only find a place like this at Disney that when we stay there, we don't even go to any park. We will literally do one night, two nights, maybe even three nights and just stay at Animal Kingdom. So for us to be able to, you know, have a couple beers or a glass of wine and sit on the balcony and look outside and see the animals. And yeah, there's other places that you can go sit and look at the animals. But the fact that you could do it from the moment you wake up in the morning before you even, you know, put pants on and you can look outside and go see zebras and and giraffes right outside your room. It's to me, it's there's really no other place like it that you could possibly do that. So for me, it is a hard yes and worth the couple extra points to get a Savannah view room. Tim, I probably already know your answer to this since you're already sleeping in the parking lot, but go ahead and uh, give it your best (laughs) shot here. Well, uh, I mean, I've uh, I've been going to Disney ever since 1982. Uh, My first visit when I was a wee wee little lad and. But I, the thing is, I never stayed on property until 2003 because my old man was a cop. My mom was a city worker. I mean, we, we did what we could to afford to even just go to Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. so used to stay at the Infested arm, you know, Infested Arms Inn at the corner of Shots and Fired, for crying out loud, with a coupon, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it was – so, I mean, I never knew. I mean, all I ever saw was, I mean, the – oh, my God, the, the monorail goes through goes through the hotel and – Look at that Polynesian place over there, which my father would slap me and say, no, we can't afford that. Now get on the boat with the others. Uh, and <laughs> but so the uh, my wife and I, our engagement trip, we actually went in 2003 and we stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That was the first time I ever stayed on Disney property. So you can definitely say I was spoiled from the start on that. And, and a span of and. We turned on, uh, turned on the TV, and and it was actually giving a whole talk on the animals, saying, "And now remember, they are animals. These are live animals. So don't expect to see a giraffe or a zebra every time you open your uh, every time you open your blinds." And I opened my blinds, and there was not a giraffe. There were three giraffes, uh, and there was actually one of the feeding stations right outside of our uh, our room. So every morning, I was the early bird. I would always get up and take my shower. Then my wife would hit the bathroom to get ready so we could go. And I would sit outside with just silence and have my coffee and have my protein bar and have breakfast with the giraffes every morning. So yep. absolutely, it does it for me. All right, Mike. Uh, Want to follow that up with your uh, assessment of the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar. Uh but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little the devil's advocate here because uh, we just stayed at uh, Bay Lake Tower and we did a standard view of Bay Lake Tower and I was staring at Spaceship Earth 
I mean, whoa, the Space Mountain, not Spaceship Earth. If I was staring at Spaceship Earth, that's impressive. But I was I was staring at Space Mountain, like clearly. Uh, and I have stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge and had a standard view, and still was on the savannah. So it's like there's a there's a catch twenty two because if you know which room to select and you don't mind waiting or you know you're gonna get there at a certain time, um, there's a way around it, right? Like there's certain standard views on Jumbo House for sure that will give you that savannah view. There are certain standard views in Bay Lake that are gonna give you that theme park view. You just have to know what to request. Yeah. And you, you have to be willing to wait as well. Um, but a uh, little, little known fact, actually, uh, Animal Kingdom was my first deluxe resort I ever stayed at, at like 12 years old. A uh, family friend took me as a child. I don't know what I did to deserve that, but that was that was probably one of my one of my favorite Disney memories. They took me to stay there and they took me on a, my first ever monorail loop, my first ever monorail crawl. I was drinking a, a Nesquik every resort, so that was my uh, that was my, my first ever monorail crawl. I'll, t- I'll tell you, you guys are just killing my segues tonight because as Mike is talking about uh, drinking different color, different flavored milks on his original monorail crawl when he was a, a little lad, um, we're gonna head over to Disney's uh, to uh, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. That's next on my list of. <laughs> resorts here to go over and so thinking about bay lake tower there's this is kind of, there's not really much to this resort right it's kind of just a building by itself yes it's attached to the contemporary and the ground balls to this is top of the world lounge and the and the the proximity to the magic kingdom everybody knows those are the two best points about this right. so I, i'm not even gonna say thanks or no thanks we all love that but i will say this is that when i first booked my trip to bay lake tower i was excited to stay in the monorail line I mean, even though it's technically not, you have to walk to the contemporary to get the monorail. Uh, I was like, oh, I get to stay like, you know, being a monorail resort. And I found myself rarely taking the monorail. So I'm going to put this one out to you guys. Thanks or no thanks uh, to Bay Lake Tower uh, staying there because it has a, it's technically a monorail resort. What do you guys think? I mean, I really didn't use it when I stayed there. <laughs> it was a lot of buses a lot. What do you guys, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, or, I'm, I'm walking. Like- yeah, I, I might be in the minority here, and I've had this uh, discussion, and sometimes it can get rather heated with people. Because, again, we saw a lot of Bay Lake Tower, and like you said, everybody knows the selling points for Bay Lake Tower. It's the location on the monorail. It's great. For me, I'm going to pass on it, and I would honestly rather stay at any other Disney Vacation Club resort than Bay Lake Tower because of the theming. I just find it cold. I find it clinical. To me, it's not what I want when I go on vacation. I know some people say, oh, it's like urban. It's like a big city kind of a feel. Okay, well, I don't like that. So uh, it's just for me staying at Bay Lake Tower despite the location. Again, I'd rather stay at the Polynesian and watch fireworks from the beach or now stay at the Grand Floridian and I can walk over to the Magic Kingdom versus having to stay in the coldness of Bay Lake Tower. But I'm probably in the minority on that one. No, I don't think you are. I mean, it's... uh it's it's very it's very institutional for a little bit yes. and i'm a big contemporary resort fan uh i think the the older contemporary has a little more character believe it or not than the newer one uh the newer baylick tower does but uh mike uh, since uh, you you know you were originally talking about your nest quick bar crawl when you were a little lad uh, what are your thoughts about <laughs> uh your, you know having monorail access at baylick tower is that a thanks or no thanks I, i'm i'm fresh i'm fresh off of baylick trip i'm like three weeks off of baylick trip actually um <laughs> 
the first first Bay Lake trip uh, in a COVID world. Um, let me tell you that it kind of sucked that there was no Polynesian access on the monorail. Uh, that was kind of rough. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you that walkway from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom, that's a game changer. What a morning run that was every single morning from Bay Lake to uh, tickets and transportation. But uh, being on the monorail line, uh, I was a little spoiled. We, we did get our room at like four o'clock, but we were staying on the fifth floor. And if you know, fifth floor on Bay Lake is the fourth floor on the Contemporary, which is your your bridge cross. So you are on your you're like access to everything. That is the worst place to stay. <laughs> you're like in a Grand Central Park. We have a hallway. <laughs> oh, man. But, well, I was also staying like there was nobody in the resort, too. So like it was like I can uh, I can imagine Bay Lake being a lot more packed than it was. I had a hot tub to myself all weekend. So there, there was like this weird <laughs> moment that I know in my head that it, Bay Lake will never be like that when I stay there again. A hot but, tub with a big giant Nesquik, right? Just uh, chilling. Uh, well, it, it's it's uh, my Nesquik has changed to more of an Irish blend. <laughs> um, he goes by the name of Jameson, and uh, and it's at the Pool Bar Cove Pool Bar. That is one thing I do not like about. Bay Lake. The food options at Bay Lake itself are terrible. Yeah, terrible. With no, with no top of the world, with nothing. It's awful. Yeah, but but I mean, it's it's a catch twenty two. I liked it. I didn't like it. I can see why people hate it. But I enjoyed my time there. All right, Tim Monorail. Thanks or no thanks at Bay Lake Tower. <clears throat> No thanks, because again, I'm definitely gonna have to go with it. It looks like a big urban dwelling apartment building. It's uh, you know, it's the Hancock Tower, uh, Central Florida style. Uh, it's attached <laughs> attached to the Contemporary, which the Contemporary is cool, but I mean, honestly, if you take the monorail out of the middle of it, it looks like a concourse of an airport, or it looks like you know, just a big convention center where. You know, you, you're almost assured to run into, you know, Morty from Wilkes Bar, who's going to tell you all about the exciting world of widgets. Uh, it just, uh, and with Magic Kingdom being our fourth favorite park, I just, I, it's a hard pass for me on that. And the contemporary thrilled me, and then I became twelve. You know. <laughs> you all right. Only well, get excited about the monorail going through a building so many times. <laughs> Well, I will say this. Number two is um, if the monorail doesn't excite you, uh, staying at Bay Lake Tower. Um, how about thanks or no thanks? Uh, I have here access to Bay Lake slash activities in the other Magic Kingdom Resort area hotels. It's a lot in one. Okay, but I'm, I'm counting. I'm combining all of the water sports, the Sammy Duval water sports. If they ever come back, they come out of contemporary. Get all that kind of you know water sports there, along with having access to Wilderness Lodge, Grand Floridian. Uh, uh, Polynesian. I'm kind of combining Mike's milk milk crawl with you know maybe some other activities. It's like it's a it's a centralized location for a lots to do. So is that something that like I said before? Wet your whistle, uh, Derek. Uh, thanks or no thanks to uh, Bay Lake Tower and uh, you know all of the access to the Magic Kingdom area resorts. Yeah, I, th I mean that for me that's a yes please just because of. The water sports so i cannot wait till they come back i think if you haven't and i know that there's probably a ton of people that haven't 
you haven't just spent the money and just rented even just a pontoon boat for just an hour or two hours and floated around Seven Seas Lagoon and floated around Bay Lake, you know, Bay Lake and floated by the cabins and literally park your boat with your family and you're right in front of the Magic Kingdom. It is such a surreal, super awesome, cool thing to do and worth every penny to just literally be in a boat and look out there and go, oh my God, we're like floating right in front of the Magic Kingdom. And then just going around. That to me is I love that area. And again, you don't really see the cars, so you're definitely immersed in that Disney bubble. And again, to me, there's no more quintessential Disney resort to stay in than the Polynesian. And just to be on the beach or floating in a boat, looking across the water, Seven Seas Lagoon at the Magic Kingdom, doesn't get any better than that. Love it. All right, Tim. I guess I would be a little column A, a little column B, because uh, as far as all the water sports and everything, I mean, I live in the Midwest. Morons with pontoon boats, jet skis, and parasails are kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, for God's sakes, the Great Lakes. Uh, but, but honestly, the, but I mean, and but the one thing to to give to give uh, credit where credit is due, that is Derek makes a damn good point there. I'm sorry, darn good point. Uh, it's, it is. Fantastic! That would be surreal to be on a pontoon boat floating in front of the Magic Kingdom. That would be like that. That is honestly, I never even thought about doing it, and that alone kind of said, you know, you, you got a point there. Uh, but and you're driving it. Like, I mean, that's what makes it so surreal. There's no one else in the boat. It, it's not like you have to hire someone to drive the boat for you. You're just sitting there for as long as you want, just talking with your family and getting out of the way when you know. The bigger ferry boat comes, but yeah, it's it's really really great. My family. Okay, well, I mean, you did have me sold on it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, that, honestly, that 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 does sound so so cool. It really does, and I honestly, that's something I've never thought about that you know I've been thinking about. Uh, but also, as far as as far as access to all the other monorail resorts, I mean, the restaurants on. Uh, you know, right, right there at the Magic Kingdom area resorts are all fantastic. I mean, you're talking about you have Narcoosies, Citrico's, Victoria Alberts, you know, California Grill, uh, Ohana, Kona Cafe, and then of course you go over. You know, you've got Artist Point, uh, Whispering Canyon, whenever it's open. I mean, there's you really do have a great selection and a good variety of. It's it's a very diverse selection. So. Uh, notice I didn't say Chef Mickey's because nobody cares about IHOP. Um, that is true. <laughs> sorry, IHOP was fast. Um, wait, no, it's just IHOP. Sorry. Um, but it just, I mean, I, that to me alone would be worth it because of all the restaurants, because of, uh, because of all the lounges, uh, you, you've got, you really do have kind of, uh, your, uh, your, your pick, you know, your pick of the litter right there. So for that, absolutely take it. All right, Mike. Finish out. Uh, finish out our Bay Lake Tower here. Oh, um, just the fact that you have access to six different locations, not including uh, Epcot, because I, I didn't count Epcot in this one. You have Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge, Contemporary, because technically you have access to Contemporary, Magic Kingdom, uh, Grand Floridian, and Polynesian you have access to so many different amenities, right? Like it's insane. And uh, I know Derek and Tim touched upon uh, the pontoon boats. I've done that at Fort Wilderness 
and it's one of the coolest experiences ever. You grab your family, and especially that if your family doesn't not big into like the Disney history stuff, take them to the shoe tree. Take them, <laughs> yes. Take them to the Discovery <laughs> Island and show them. Hey, look, this used to be a theme park at one point. Uh, take them to uh, well, when we did it the first time, it was the River Country was still around. Um, those were things that was that, those are two of my favorite memories. Doing the sprite boats, uh, which mm-hmm. are the little racers, the little like jet ski kind of things and those things are super cheap they're like 30 bucks that you can do it for two people jet around uh, bay lake and uh seven seas lagoon uh the two of you and you know you can make a nice little date out of it and i think the pontoons do a uh, a min uh, a nighttime cruise for the fireworks and that's that's kind of cool too but yeah um go to fort wilderness take an archery class uh do horseback riding all of those things are are great things to do well and you had mentioned uh you and tim both have mentioned uh some of the great restaurants that are in the other in the area and uh we're going to continue on the resort loop of the walt disney world monorail system we're gonna head down to disney's polynesian village resort and villas uh mostly on the villa side but the one thing i'm going to say here is um well first we'll just start with the ground ball i mean the pacific island theme i mean Thanks or no thanks. I mean, I, I would assume we're all thank we're all thanks to that one, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I just really hope that the new theming that they're doing doesn't ruin what's perfect yep. already. I really hope that everything doesn't turn into a Moana kind of theme. Like, I hope yeah. Maui's still the, the focal point and the islands are still the focal point. I, if it's rooms, I have no problem with that, but I'm really hoping to keep that, you know, that original feel to it. But, uh, Derek, your thoughts on the uh, the Pacific theme? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Polynesian is easily I think it's the most beloved resort in all of Walt Disney World, just because of the history. I think anybody that went to Disney when they were growing up, odds are they probably have some picture that their family took of them in the lobby of the Polynesian with the waterfall and everything else. And just like you guys said, too, one day saying, why why are we staying here? Why are we staying over there on I drive? And (laughs) we can't afford to stay here. But that resort has such history and it's got such a great feeling just right when you walk into that lobby and the doors open up and you get that that Polynesian smell and then you walk out through the back and you look out and see that little great lawn that's right there and then you look at the lava pool and then you see oh my god there's Cinderella Castle and the music that they play nonstop. I just discovered some kind of YouTube channel my my son found that it just literally plays the lobby music from the Polynesian over and over on a loop so yeah for me that's a definite yes please i'll have another all right tim uh your thoughts on uh the pacific island theme which i know you loved the pastel theming over at the uh, 192 gift shops so (laughs) i'm sure this is really up your alley it's uh, i mean it's 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 no 7-eleven on earlo bronson parkway but i mean okay i mean i guess we'll take it you know (laughs) I think I know which 7-Eleven you're talking about, too. That's the scary part. So. Yeah, me too. Those, those taquitos, man. Those taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can I can taste the shame in Greece now. <laughs> uh, it's honestly, it like, well, it just, I mean, plain and simple, Derek hit it on the head. It's like, it's, it is the most recognizable. It is, I mean, it's, it's probably the most well-known resort on walt disney world property i mean it's 
I, I hate I hate to sound sappy and sentimental, but that's that's Disney Anna. That's uh, you know that's 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 a piece of Disney history. That that was there. I mean, we're we're coming up on fifty. Well, that was there in seventy one. That was right there. I mean, that was um, you know my, my my wife's family. Like when they first went down, uh, when they first went down in like the the late seventies, early eighties. That's where they stayed. Uh, that when when my wife when her first trip. Uh, when her first trip on property with her with her mom, you know that's where they stayed. The Polynesian, it's it just it's when when you think when you think of Walt Disney World, and all you have to do is you know the hotel. It looks like something out of the Pacific Islands. Like it, you can even people who don't even know about Disney World, you can describe it, and they would still know what the Polynesian is. So yeah, you know yes, uh, it's you you can't have you cannot have Walt Disney World without the Polynesian. All right, Mike, you want to follow that up? I mean, Polly's always been one of my favorites. Um, back before they got, like, really strict with parking, we used to park there. Um, <laughs> that's the reason to, why. <laughs> just, and that's the, that's the crazy thing. It was like, oh, you should have parked the Contemporary. No, it's just to walk through the lobby. Like, I'd rather take the monorail from the Polynesia than take it from the TTC. Like, that's just how, how, how I was back then. And to end your day, go to either, like, uh, Tambu Lounge or, or uh, you know, Trader Sam's later on. That That's pretty much what, what, what came to my mind. Like, there's very few places that, like, uh, I think Derek was talking about the background music that's on YouTube. Uh, that I turn on that background music and I can close my eyes and I can I can feel that that you know like that pavement that they have in the lobby it's kind of like that that uh, that cobblestone kind of tile yep like I can feel it it's all shiny and stuff um but it, with the redo I know they're doing the redo but and that 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 campy Polynesian feel that that 1970s campy feel one thing if they get rid of it I am bolting myself to the door is there is if you're walking from captain cooks and trader Sam's to the main lobby there is a wall of memorabilia and there is a luau mini everybody knows that luau mini oh, with yeah. the hula skirt oh if yeah. they if they touch that i'm going crazy or i'm <laughs> buying it for my house so they better not touch it because i'm gonna either be very poor or i'm gonna go to jail so um yeah Polly is like been my favorite resort from the beginning and their original plan was to stay there for the 50th so we're still trying uh it is quintessential disney like everybody has said uh it's that one resort that every time i i drove past it on the ferry boat or on the monorail i was like man i really want to stay there i still haven't stayed there but i have so many memories there i can taste the pulled pork nachos as we talk well speaking of food uh my second one here for the polynesian is um, since it's home to some of the most popular restaurants, uh, I, I personally think one of the better quick service uh, quick serves in uh, in Kona Cafe. I mean, in uh, Captain Cooks, and you also have Kona Cafe and uh, and uh, Ohana. Um, thanks or no thanks to being home to some of the most popular restaurants, and what I mean is, thanks or no thanks that you've got a lot of random people around your lobby and around yeah. your resort all the time. So I think that's one of the bigger downfalls. So. Does that bother you? Yes or no? Thanks or no thanks, Derek, with it hosting some of the more popular restaurants on property. 
Yeah, I say no thanks just because when I'm there on vacation, I literally try to avoid having to go upstairs in that main lobby basically any time after like 3.30, 4 o'clock just because the crowd from Ohana is already gathered and the line stretches all the way out to Epcot. And it's just it's a it's a zoo. And it kind of, just OK, get me out of here. I want to just go outside and want to go relax or maybe I just want to go eat at Captain Cook. So in terms of the food. Yeah, it's great, but I could definitely do without. It's just too crowded there at night. And even in the morning when the character breakfast is going on, that floor number two gets a little nuts for me. So hard pass. All right, Tim, what do you got? Honestly, I will deal with any amount of a crowd to be able to have the in-house Dole Whip, the (laughs) absolutely fantastic sushi and, uh, poke bowls uh, at Kona and also being able to get a fresh press pot of 100% Kona coffee whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> I, will deal, I will deal with any amount of people and I will deal with any amount of idiocy because that coffee makes all of the homicidal thoughts disappear. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh I agree with Derek uh, about staying out of the great ceremonial house at certain hours of the day because it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's just a mess over there uh, <laughs> with uh, with how busy it <laughs> that's, is. That's the word I was looking for. It's just it's, it's just it's just a mess. It really is. Um, and I kind of get mad if I want to go to the bar and drink there. It's like everybody get no, out of the way. You know, forget it. No, it's like 30, 30 people deep. No way. Now, now, if you want to have the complete opposite experience, uh, let's head down the resort loop line to Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa and the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, uh, which is one of the smaller DVC resorts. So one of the things I, I liked when I stayed there the one time was that uh, thanks or no thanks, um, it's dedicated check-in desk. And I found this kind of I found this saying on uh, a review website. It has a high staff to guest ratio because of the size of the resort. So thanks to no thanks, Derek. Does having a dedicated check-in desk and the high staff to guest ratio do it for you at this Floridian resort? Yeah, that's that's where I'm going for. I got married at the wedding pavilion 25 years ago. This May, so uh, we booked the Grand for a couple of nights to go over our anniversary so we could be right next to the Wedding Pavilion. We stayed at the Grand last year. Uh, It's, like you said, it is the smallest DVC resort in Florida. So it is probably the hardest one to get into if you don't own points there. But I can tell you, people that love it, that's why they buy there. That's why they add on points there because it has a feeling unlike any other resort. And that starts with checking in right it starts when you pull in they're going to notify that you're coming so when you pull your car around right or you walk in they're already waiting for you it doesn't even feel their lobby is so small with a great fountain and just beautiful tile and it because it's a completely separate building from the grand floridian so you already your your vacation you know you're somewhere special from the moment you check in and you haven't even gotten into your room yet so heck yes i love the check-in there all right tim your thoughts on uh, the check-in and the uh, high staff-to-guest ratio? Uh, absolutely. My wife and I uh, honeymooned at the Grand Floridian, uh, and we uh, were talking about going back for maybe our 20th anniversary with doing a land and sea. Uh, and it just, again, like uh, like Derek said, 
makes you feel special. They really, uh, they, they really, they really still plus you there. So, uh, for that reason, absolutely take it. All right, Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've never stayed there, but I've been in that lobby quite a few times. I love the Mary Poppins fountain in there. Uh, and it's the only place on Disney property where you can find my, one of my favorite coffee machines, an espresso. There is an espresso in there and it's just, you know, just plug the pot in and you're good to go. Great lobby. All right. And for our second one at the Grand Floridian, and Tim had mentioned it earlier before, um, since it's the sister resort to the main Grand Floridian resort, um, some will say that they don't like this because it's a little stuffy, but uh, it's diverse and exquisite dining, which is on site. Uh, you got Vicky and Al's, you got Narcoosies, you got Citrico's, um, you got great options there. Uh, even Grand Floridian Cafe has got some nice options. Derek, uh, mm -hmm. You know, these are places I know I like to go to even as a local. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, thanks or no thanks to, uh, I guess, to some of the higher end dining on Disney property at the Grand Floridian. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I think, and I remember selling the Grand Floridian um, direct when it went on sale with Disney. And there as, we've never had a property sell faster than the Grand Floridian, um, but it's also never been a resort that is more polarizing than the Grand Floridian. Just like you said, people either, they love it or they say, quote unquote, well, it's not really us or quote unquote, we're not Grand Floridian type people. So we don't feel comfortable there. But I tell you, it's a Disney resort. So again, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely more, you know, upscale per se. And they put nice little bathrobes in your room, but they've still got Gasparilla Grill. So you can go get some chicken nuggets and eat outside right by the marina. Like you said, they've got everything from Victorian Elves to, you know, Citrico's to the Grand Floridian Cafe is a huge local favorite. For those of us that live here in Florida, we love being able to go eat at the Grand Floridian Cafe. So absolutely a big hard yes for me. All right, Tim, your thoughts. I absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's to me to me you know a disney vacation especially with uh, the world class restaurants the world class chefs they have there it's it's all about experiencing a lot of uh, the wonderful dining options and if you haven't done you know victorian alberts you have to do it at least once uh, i know we've done it once we've enjoyed it we've thoroughly enjoyed it and we plan on bush booking the chef's table the next time we're back so i mean it to me for honestly for the food alone i know it sounds very touristy to say that but absolutely all right, Mike, finish up the uh, Grand Floridian for us. I mean, uh, hands down, um, party some of the best dining options. Uh, Grand Floridian Cafe is awesome. I love their breakfast. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gasparilla. Shout out to Gasparilla for being like, I think it's 24 hours and full service kitchen. So shout out to them. Yeah, it's definitely hard to find on, on Disney property to find a 24-hour place. Not even, not even Boardwalk has a 24-hour, which nope. is sad. Well, that's not the proper segue, Mike, because we are not heading to the Boardwalk quite yet. We're almost through our, our list. I know oh, we're running a little bit long so tonight, close. guys. Um, but we're going to wrap up with uh, – we're going to finish out with the uh, the Wilderness Lodge DVCs, and we'll finish over in Crescent Lake. And then for this show, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to uh, Alani, Hilton Head, or Vero. But uh, we're gonna I'm going to combine these two because I look at them as being the same over at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek and Boulder Ridge. Boulder Ridge, the older of the two. Copper Creek, the newer DVC property that's located in the main building. I look at them as being the same. I mean, another technically different resorts, 
but I mean, they're kind of splitting hairs a little bit. Um, the rooms are different. I understand that the theme is a little different, but it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same resort. So we'll combine Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek in, into one here. Um, so the first one here is, this is a big selling point, I think, but is it good? Yes or no? I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge once and we, we used it, but it was okay. Thanks or no thanks to the boat transportation. Is it overrated? Yes or no? Do you want it? Thanks or no thanks? Derek, boat, boat transportation for uh, Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek. Yeah, that's an easy one. It's a big yes. Anything to avoid getting on a Disney bus, I'm completely in support of. So, yes, a hard yes for me. <laughs> All right. Tim, you, uh, you going to get on a boat or what when you're leaving uh, Copper Creek or Boulder Ridge? I mean, yeah, that's I, obviously, yeah. I mean, I'll take the boat over a bus. But, I mean, if that's really the like the big selling point, uh, honestly, I felt like the Wilderness Lodge was kind of uh, the Grand Californian's not not so famous played in the usfl versus nfl cousin i mean uh, <laughs> the usfl like, was great though man i mean it really was <laughs> could have been something this is this this is my brother peyton and this is this is peyton's brother peyton's brother you know uh it just to me i just uh nah, I, I i wasn't i just never was uh never have been much for a wilderness and i mean it's nothing against it, uh, but just the boats, uh, the boats aren't the, uh, if the boats are the ones that are going to sell it for me, nah, I'm out. All right, Mike, close out uh, the Wilderness Law, the yeah, Boulder Ridge Copper Creek with the boats. Uh, yeah, thanks or no thanks. Well, Copper is my home and Fort Wilderness is my second or third or fourth home. I lost track at this point, but uh, the boat transportation is great in uh, pre, uh, pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID world. Uh, they transport within each other and to the contemporary, so that opens up a bunch of dining options for you. Uh, and if you time it right, you can get a great view of the fireworks. All right. And speaking of uh, great views, uh, this is an issue for the Copper Creek and Boulder Ridge sometimes is the theming and being situated in heavy, dense Central Florida woods. So thanks or no thanks to the wilderness theming which with impeded views. Derek, what are your thoughts about that? Love it, love it, love it. Was just there in December. Every year we try to go for a night or two right around Christmas time. And I love the theming there. We stayed in a Copper Creek one bedroom, which it's a huge difference from staying in Boulder. So thankfully they're finally hopefully getting around to renovate those rooms at Boulder. Uh, but the rooms at Copper Creek were were fantastic. I love being right in the main lobby, which is where all the Copper Creek rooms are. So I'm a huge fan of that that decor inside. And I love the woods feeling just because I like that there's a place that you can go on Disney property where you look around. And if you're eating at Geyser Point, you look around as you're having a beer and eating your bison burger. And you look around and go, where am I? Am I even in Disney World? Like I don't even see anything. It even reminds me of Disney World. So yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the immersiveness of that theming. I love it. All right, Mike, uh, your thoughts on the Wilderness Lodge theming? Or the Crest? Uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> Copper Creek or Boulder Ridge <laughs> theming over at Wilderness, um, uh, Wilderness Lodge? Over the years, my favorite resorts have been the ones that pulled me out of Florida, and. Yeah. I think that one pulls me out of Florida a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. or at least where I come from in Florida, South Florida beaches and stuff like that. It puts me more in that wilderness stage. Uh, and that's why I guess why I love Fort Wilderness so much. And I love, you know, Riverside so much. And I love Saratoga so much. Uh, those that that atmosphere is great. I love it. And 
Tim, I think we know where you stand on this one, but go ahead and answer officially for yourself. Um, I'm going to pass because if I'm going to stay at a Magic Kingdom resort, I want to see the Magic Kingdom. Uh, if I want to see the wilderness, I live in Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, <laughs> Minnesota, all within a very good drive. I can go to all these places. Don't get me wrong, Wilderness Lodge, I get it. I get the theming of it, and it's, it is honestly an awesome concept. Just not me. That's all. All right. We're down to our final two that we're going to do. Like I said, we're not going to go outside of the Walt Disney World Resort property right now, but we're going to finish up in the Crescent Lake area over at Epcot Resort area. And we're going to go over to the uh, Boardwalk Villas. And uh, the uh, first one, thanks or no thanks, the actual boardwalk itself, what's out there, the buskers and, you know, the the games and the restaurants. Uh, Derek, thanks or no thanks. Does that do it for you? I know it could be loud. Uh, it could be something could not be re- maybe not be relaxing. Get a lot of outsiders coming into your resort area. So thanks or no thanks to the actual boardwalk itself. Yeah, I love it. I've been a boardwalk owner since I purchased so back in 1999 when we first bought DVC, and it's it's amazing. All the people we talk to, um, there's still a ton of people that don't even know that what Crescent Lake is, and there's a ton of people that have never even been to the boardwalk or knew that there was a crescent lake or knew where the yacht and beach club was or maybe they just went in and ate something so those folks that haven't experienced that boardwalk especially of course you know pre-covid when you can you know sit outside at big river grill and then at night you had like you said all those buskers running around and a long line for ice cream it's just such a a unique and again it's somewhere where you look around and say where am i am i literally in central florida because it's beautiful and when you stay on the boardwalk because i'm always going to pay more points for a good view and i love to sit out on the boardwalk and look at all that action that's going on at night you shut your door you don't hear it but you know it's there from the moment you wake up in the morning and see the joggers running all the way around crescent lake to the moment you see the people stumbling out of jelly rolls so yeah love love the boardwalk all right tim thanks or no thanks to uh the boardwalk itself Absolutely. Love the boardwalk. Uh, great, uh, great resort, great area, great atmosphere. Aside from the occasional moron sliding across the grass, diving for uh, glow sticks, it is a fantastic time. So, uh, Joe, knows, Joe knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, brother. <laughs> Mike, uh, talk about the boardwalk. What do you got? Uh, paint a slight picture for you. Um, Saturday in the middle of fall, ESPN club is playing the saturday night uh college football game of the week on the outside screen they they got the outside bar going they got uh you just came back from food and wine oh i love it absolutely love it and you're gonna hit jelly rolls up after but if there is still things closed on the boardwalk because i have stayed at dolphin um recently don't do it because it's very sad actually the boardwalk with no people is actually like kind of depressing agreed it's like it was like uh boardwalk pizza kind of stepped its game up though i'll tell uh, i'll admit that one but other than that the only thing open is abracadabra bar boardwalk pizza and i think the boardwalk bakery well and that and that brings us to what my second point of view is a point here is uh boardwalk villas uh the surrounding resorts so if you have lack of options as mike just described uh being next to the swan and dolphin the yacht and beach club resorts 
uh, at just resorts. We know Epcot's right there as well. Uh, is that thanks or no thanks to being so close to those resorts with all the different dining options? Uh, is that something that that uh, that interests you? Yes or no, uh, Derek? What do you got on that? No, not not really. I mean, being close to Epcot is great for dining options because again, if I'm going to go, I would rather stroll around Epcot and stop at some food booths during the Flower and Garden Festival than to go to the Swan or the Dolphin. So the other restaurants don't. Beaches and cream. That's about it. And the Cruise Cup Lounge when that opens up again. All right, Tim. Uh, I will, uh, you know, I, I like it for the restaurants. I like it for the close proximity to Epcot, but uh, the restaurants. Uh, I enjoyed Kimono's the last time I was there. Uh, very, very much enjoyed Shula, uh, with the exception of the pagan across from me who decided to ask for A1 steak. And I'm very proud of myself. I did not throw anything at her. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, you've got in beaches and cream, fantastic. Uh, there's a to me, there's just there's a lot of great dining options around there. So uh, for that, I do like it. I'll take it. All right, Mike, finish up uh, the boardwalk villas for us. I think uh, Tim pretty much took my main point of that answer is kimonos. Uh, I absolutely am a diehard kimonos fan. Um, if kimonos made merch or plushes, or anything related to <laughs> material, I am buying it. Uh, absolutely love that place. Uh, and I've done it pre-COVID with the karaoke, post-COVID with no karaoke. It is absolutely wonderful either way. you got to try their sushi. It's fantastic. Uh, just for that, and Il Molino's, which is a fantastic Italian restaurant, Blue Zoo, uh, Shula's, that's all in the boardwalk. I mean, all in the Swan and, Swan and Dolphin that have great dining selections. And uh, Beaches and Cream, which I did last time. I don't really remember being there, but I was there um, from what I was told. But fantastic. <laughs> all right. And we're going to finish out tonight. Like I said, we're just doing Walt Disney World Resorts right now. Uh, is uh, probably one of the more popular DVC resorts. I personally think it's a little overrated a little bit besides its location, which is fantastic, is Disney's Beach Club Villas um, over in the Crescent Lake area. So I'm going to say this. I'm not a big fan of this pool, but thanks or no thanks, access to Stormalong Bay. Derek, do you think it's worth those extra points, the wait list for Stormalong Bay? Thanks or no thanks? Uh, yeah, 100%. It is, it, it is worth it. It boggles my mind to this day that Disney has built so many resorts since the Beach Club, and they don't make a pool that can rival the Beach Club pool. So I know some people might think, oh, it's too crowded. It's not this. But that is the number one reason when people come to us to either mostly to, to add on points at the Beach Club is because they've literally seen how hard it is to get into the Beach Club. And they're like, man, I can't get in at seven months out or I can only get one night or two nights. So I'm going to add on some points because, again, like the Grand Floridian is the smallest. The Beach Club is the second smallest DVC resort in all of Florida. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the actual rooms. I'm not a fan of the actual location. They kind of wedged it in there. But in terms of just Stormalong Bay and being so right next door to Epcot, it, I think it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, by the way, is it's that that pool is just so crowded. I think that's why I have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth about Stormalong Bay. It's just it's it's so popular. It's so crowded. But yeah, uh, Tim, go ahead with the, what are your thoughts on Stormalong Bay? Is it worth it? Thanks or no thanks. Uh, the access to it. Is it worth it? Yes or no? No, thanks. I people enough in the park. When I go and take a swim, it's because I don't want to people. I absolutely loved the boardwalk pool for that because it was nice to be able to just sit out on your own, kind of in your own little spot. Storm along Bay, there's no such thing as your own little spot. 
you know, and <laughs> just, I, I understand. I mean, it's, it's, it's popular with the kids and everything and it's, it's way more for them than it is for me. So, I mean, I don't have an issue with that, but I mean, but just for that, I I'll, I'll leave it. I mean, because it's for them. It's not for me. All right, Mike. I got three quick points on storm along Bay one. I'm going to take a no thanks. I abs- I'm uh, I don't like beach club and, and yacht club. I wasn't a big fan. I love like the area. I just didn't like staying there. Um, Stormlong Bay over overcrowded. I mean, that's I, I, I it is what it is. Um, two, it, it claims that it has a lazy river, but it's also like 30 feet deep, so it's not really that lazy because I'm treading water the whole time, so I'm not being lazy. Two, um, if you really, really want to relax at Beach Club or Yacht Club, the quiet pools in the back of the resort mm-hmm. are always empty. That's where you got to go hang out. And they have full hot tubs, ping pong tables, um, the works, barbecue. You can hang out there. There's literally nobody there. All right. And the final one tonight that we're going to go with. And this is, we've kind of summarized this already, but I'm going to throw this out there and we'll we'll make it quick to wrap up here is overall, just it's access to the Crescent Lake area. It's including Swan and Dolphin, Boardwalk, Epcot, um, you know, Yacht Club. Being it so uh, being there, and also too, you know, technically Crescent Lake, you know, goes down to the Hollywood Studios as well. So, uh, Derek, to finish out tonight, uh, your thoughts? I mean, thanks or no thanks to it being in the Crescent Lake area, which I think everybody knows what this this is going to be. But yeah, I mean, I think Crescent Lake just in and of itself is kind of the unheralded jewel of all the you know Disney Resort areas. Everybody knows what. The uh, you know Magic Kingdom, they know what Seven Seas Lagoon is because it's where you take your transpiration. You can literally, the millions of people that go to Epcot, if they don't happen to stroll over to the boardwalk or stroll over to the beach club or have dinner, they have no idea that that area even exists. And once people do go there, it kind of opens up a whole new world to them. So, yeah, I love it. Keep it forever. All right. Tim? Probably the only way you'd get me to stay at the beach club because of uh, because of the access to Crescent Lake, because of everything around it. Uh, but yeah, for that reason, for that reason alone, yes. All right, don't, and my, don't rent a pontoon boat there, Tim. Don't rent a pontoon. It's not nearly as fun as renting one on on Seven Seas Lagoon. That Just is true. Friendly. Well, it's, in those those friendship people, they get real preachy when you try to drag them for pinks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right mike finish it up um i mean your your access to beach club and uh well no i'm sorry uh crescent lake and swan and dolphin are fantastic i i love swan and dolphin i mean i get a huge teacher discount working here in florida swan and dolphin so i i will stay there many times i loved it um and i think it's the closest resort to a theme park if i'm not mistaken Beach Club, Rocky. Beach yep. Club, right? Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's one of the closest walks uh, to a theme park. Uh, it's it's a really cool, it's a cool walk, and if you're a runner, it's a fantastic run through that resort. It, it's awesome access. All right, so uh, that was a really, really, 
really long show, guys. But uh, Derek, <laughs> Tim, and Mike, uh, and I, we, and I apologize for our listeners out there. We didn't get to the outside DVC resorts, but uh, we'll say that for another time. We'll we'll we'll, we'll revisit those uh, uh, resorts at a later show. But uh, I want to thank Derek again for coming on. It's a little bit late here in the Eastern Time Zone, but he uh, he grinned and bared it and uh, got through the show with us. So uh, before we close out this. Uh, this show, uh, Derek, he just tell everybody uh, where they could find you at and to tell us uh, where they could find the uh, the world of DVC at online. Yeah, well, first of all, this was awesome. So thank you guys for, for having me on just to be able to sit and talk about our, our favorite thing in the world, which is Disney Vacation Club. So if anybody has any questions, feel free, shoot me an email. Email is always the best way to reach me. Just uh, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at DVCResaleMarket.com and let me know that you heard this epic fabulous show and i can answer any specific questions you guys have because honestly right now we're selling so much that we need sellers so if there's anybody out there that has their dbc that is on the fence about selling i cannot stress enough please reach out to us and get that contract sold we are selling at a absolute record shattering pace and at this point, we're going to run out of listings. So uh, we need your listings. So it's a great, great time to sell. So again, reach out to me, Derek at DBCResaleMarket.com with any questions you have. And again, thanks for having me on. You guys were an absolute blast. I loved it. Awesome. Thanks, Derek. Uh, Tim, you want to finish out here? Tell everybody they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. And yeah, that's about it now. So yeah, plain <laughs> underscore Tim. All right, Mike, where can uh, people find you? Uh, Instagram at Years of Happiness. Uh, I think that's the only social media that we have anymore. And Facebook at Michael Fernandez. Uh, if you ever just want to hit me up there, yeah, that's, that's where you find me. All right, you can find the Mickey Dudes on all the major social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Pod or Mickey Dudes Podcast. Just search uh, and you'll find our logo and hit us up there. You can also find myself. I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com, DVC Roundtable, and the Disney Dads podcast as well. So uh, from all of us here tonight, guys, thank you for hanging in there. We enjoyed talking a little bit of uh, DVC tonight. Thank you again, Derek, for coming on with us. And uh, as uh, as we always would close out our show, everybody, have a uh, have a magical evening. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon